Hey, Graham, we're back. Isn't that crazy? We are? I can't believe it. I know. Everyone's going, what? This is kind of like a soft launch announcement that you and I are going to be doing new episodes of Pumpkin Spice Podcast. If you didn't, if you couldn't tell, Graham, in your podcasting app on your phone, recently all of the episodes you and I did in like 2016 and 2017 reappeared from the dead. Wait a minute. Does that mean the holiday episodes as well? I'm glad you asked because no, they did not reappear. I kept those to myself until today, until this moment here. It is the holiday season 2022, and I figured why not re-release three holiday-themed episodes, December-specific holiday-themed episodes that we recorded many years ago. In no particular order. Better Watch Out, a movie known as Christmas Evil, and Black Christmas. Now, two of those movies, our buddy Max joined us on as a guest. It was a lot of fun. Hope you're doing well, Max, and still making great music. Uh, But Graham, what would you have to say about all three of these movies? Well, sometimes uh, during Christmas, you open up packages and you don't know what anything is, and some are good and some are bad. But the episodes are all great. Maybe not all the movies are great. But don't miss uh, Christmas Evil. If you're a fan of Fiona Apple, her dad plays the serial killer Santa. So check that out. Yeah, definitely. And this is just a present from you and I to the audience to say that in 2023, you will be getting new episodes, starting with Prison. Rennie Harlan masterpiece. All right, Graham, I've got to go sip on some cocoa, and I know you've got to do the same. Enjoy whichever film you're about to hear us talk about, because this is the same intro for all three of these holiday episodes. Yes, uh, we could have done three, but we decided to do one because this one was so good. This intro might be one of the best intros we've ever done, Graham. Yes, so this is us at our absolute best. I bet you can't wait for prison. Anyway, we'll see you next year with brand new episodes. Uh, Take it away, us. I want you to remember to stay good boys and girls. Respect your mothers and fathers and do what they tell you. Obey your teachers and learn a whole lot. Now, if you do this, I'll make sure you get good presents from me every year. (laughs) But if you're bad boys and girls, your name goes in the bad boys and girls book, and I'll bring you something horrible. Aha, Pumpkin Spice Podcast. Back again, myself, Rob Schulte, Graham Young, Max Yoder, with a new holiday spice treat for you all. And what's that? The spice must flow, correct, Graham? Yes, that is correct. The spice must flow. As always, a special shout out to Trump. Fuck you. Max, how you doing? I'm doing good. Fuck Trump. So guys, I really, really enjoyed... Oh, fuck Trump, yes. Um, I really enjoyed uh, this week's movie. I liked it more than Black Christmas. Uh, What did we watch? 
this week we watched Black. Or, this week we watched Black Christmas. Remember? No, this week we watched uh, Christmas Evil uh, from 1980, directed by uh, Lewis Gordon. Is that right? No, Lewis Jackson. I'm sorry, Lewis Jackson is the director. So right off the bat, the film stars uh, Brandon Maggart. And Max, do you know who his real life daughter is? Fiona Apple. Actually, I was hoping to get you guys because I looked him up on Wikipedia. I was like just curious about him, and then yeah, I thought that was the uh, the trivia kicker in that one. Oh man, guys, I very much like have actively stayed away from looking up anything on these movies. So before we were talking about this, Graham told me that, and my mind was blown. Yeah, I don't know why, but... <laughs> it's just a weird connection, yeah. Rob's reaction to that was pretty funny, so sorry about that. I'll keep my uh, trivia until we actually start the show. Well, I'll tell you this. It was like this. Holy shit, really? Okay, so that's what it is. Fiona Apple's his daughter, criminal. Um... Yeah. I actually took a lot of notes during this one, guys. I was that into, like, all of the things I was seeing. You will remember the most, then. <laughs> if I had to describe the film, I would say it's sort of a film, like, if Travis Bickle um, put on a Santa Claus suit instead of driving a taxi. It's just this kind of weirdo character study about a psycho who really wants to be Santa Claus. Yeah, no, it was... This was a fun movie to watch. I think it was a lot more creative than Black Christmas. You know, it was, uh, I, from moment to moment, wasn't exactly sure what this guy was going to do. And I felt like his motives were sometimes very erratic. Whereas, like, you could say, like, compared it to Taxi Driver, I feel like, at least in that movie, you kind of know why he's upset. And, and this one, this one, it's very, it's, it's a little bit more mysterious. It's uh, like uh, the things that he gets upset about too seem kind of all over the place. Yeah. It's, you don't know when he's going to blow up. Um, the scene outside the church is a perfect example. Yeah. Uh, in this scene, there's just some people leaving like a, a Christmas mass. And as they step out of the church, like, Someone's like, oh, you're like dressed like Santa Claus. And he's like, what the fuck? And he just like flips <laughs> out and like kills three people in cold blood. Yeah. And he, I mean, I guess he was going there to kill like uh, that junior executive and his boss or something. He was mad at them because they were at the mass, right? Yeah. I, I they, Yeah, but they weren't killed, right? No, they, no, they, he, they were killed. He immediately, he immediately got too angry at those uh, <laughs> basically like church punks. Them but, smart talking Catholics. Yeah. yeah it's so uh, smarmy. Well, okay, let's let's back up a sec though, guys. Let's back up a second. Yeah. Uh, as a child, this main character, Harry and his brother, see Santa giving gifts or leaving gifts under the tree, uh, and then they go back upstairs, but our main character sneaks back down and sees Santa Claus getting a little frisky with his mom, which then traumatizes him into creating naughty and nice lists as an adult while he works as a manager of a toy factory. He then puts on a suit and decides he's going to give nice children gifts, but kind of the uh, adults of the town gang up and 
take out this Frankenstein-esque sort of torch-bearing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they all apparently the parents wild. are against him. The kids are with him, and it ends. Uh, well, we'll let you see the movie. But all of these things, if he's trying to create the Santa Claus myth through his own life. Yeah, and like the like when you said that the children save him at the end, it's throughout the film. It's not like he had like someone was trying to to kill him, so he killed them, like in a self defense thing. He just like full out like murders people, and then at the end of the movie, these kids are like, "Oh, it's Santa Claus," and the kids save him, and it's so fucking bizarre and weird, and you're just like nodding your head like. Cool, I'm I'm cool with this. Like, I guess this works. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I found it really hilarious. The long scene of his dad dressed as Santa Claus, obviously putting the moves on his mom, but it's yes. it's it's him just like kneeling in front of her and rubbing her legs, and but that's what traumatizes. Like they were him like trying to do like basically an oral sex scene but it's a very, it's a very odd scene you know <laughs> it's well, not it's very sexy no and it goes on for a little too long didn't he think that that guy was not his father and that's what made him see i only had the impression because like he was like in oh. the bedroom with his brother and he's like that's not dad that's someone else so was it the so was it the fact that someone else was doing that to his mom and not his dad that fucked him up? Well, I thought I thought he was saying it was not... That's not dad, like, that's actually Santa Claus. Yeah. And I think and the he, fact that I think the real, his, his mom, besides his dad, like, fucked him up or something. No, I think it's realizing that the parents had lied to them about Santa Claus, and this joy that Santa Claus brought him is now giving him some sexual traumatic thoughts, because it's actually his dad... Yeah, but does, I mean, we never really find out if he still thought that was Santa Claus, but just thought it was Santa Claus uh, going down on his mom, or or if, <laughs> it's he, true. Uh, or if he figured it out and made the connection that it was his dad. I guess it's open to interpretation, and maybe that's why it's such a good film. Yeah, like, you're thinking about it after, like, long after you watch it, you're just like... What did I just watch? Because the film has some pretty, I wouldn't say outrageous gore scenes, but there is a lot of blood in it. And he does outright murder people, but then it has, it's like made by this guy who wants to incorporate family values into that. So it has a little something for everybody, but it, it, and it works in its own terms. Um, it, It never really felt unbalanced to me kind of feels like a uh, you know like a traditional sort of Christmas story where somebody's trying to bring back like real Christmas values except he's just going about it in the completely wrong way yeah it's like if uh, Bill O'Reilly made this film you know because he, he wants to incorporate you know family values into Christmas but he's also kind of like this psycho kind of guy so there might be some people getting chopped up from, you know, you never know. At, at first, he's not donning the Santa gear. He's just creating naughty and nice lists of the kids in his neighborhood or that he interacts with. But then 
one of his employees at the toy factory lies to him about having to or about not being able to work one day and then when he sees that employee getting drunk at a bar and making fun of him that's what makes him go full on Santa am I remembering that correctly yeah he's like just really unstable I think that that was just sort of the the straw that broke the camel's back you know regardless if it, it was involved with Christmas he was just about to he was about to go psycho so his compulsions were all Santa Claus related with naughty and nice lists <laughs> But it wasn't until this that okay, I got gotcha. you. But the but the the initial confrontation came about when that guy was like, "Yeah, fuck Christmas. Christmas sucks." Is that when he steals his sandwich? Oh yeah, there was he, there was some thievery of a sandwich. Yeah, it's <laughs> just right in front of him. Yeah, just grabs it out of his hands. Yeah, I can't understand. Like, I get that this guy is supposed to be annoying, but like. Has anyone ever been, like, that much of a dickhead that they're also like, hey, mind if I have a bite of that sandwich that's in your hand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's an asshole. I guess that, I mean, yeah, it just all kind of builds this. I mean, and it could be argued that's the o- only intentional murder. That's the only one that he really plans out is killing True. that guy. The other ones seem to just happen. What about the when he planned out how to put mud all over his face and then uh, grab at that kid in the bushes? That was kind of well planned out. Yeah, yeah that didn't work out for him, but <laughs> fucking psycho. Yeah, what a weird thing to do. It was um, so weird. But this yeah, movie that's the weird from, thing to do. Yeah, that's the we, that's the one weird thing in this movie. <laughs> so, um, I was going to say just real quickly that this movie has just the best characters, but my favorite is um, the boy from the scene where um, Harry is walking on one side of the neighborhood, or one side of the street, and the kids are on the other side of the street. And uh, someone asks uh, Harry what he he wishes for or something. And then all the kids start saying what they wish for for Christmas, like a new toy truck or something. And one of the kids just yells out so the whole neighborhood can hear, I want a new subscription to Penthouse! Yeah, a lifetime <laughs> subscription, I think. Yeah, that's the kid he goes after. Because, like, the first scene when he's, like, writing down good or, like, the the naughty and nice uh, lists, he uh, is spying on the children in the neighborhood, uh, and Oscar is reading a penthouse. Wait, I think actually his name's Moss. Let me look it up. Moss Garcia! Yeah, because there's Moss Garcia and Moss's mother... Moss is played by Peter Newman, and uh, Moss's mother is played by Patricia Richardson. Uh, you want to know what her probably most famous role is? She was Jill Taylor in Home Improvement. Oh. Uh, <laughs> really? Not, and before Home Improvement, she was in the 1980 classic film Christmas Evil. Yeah, you, you want this on your resume as an actor. I mean, if you were trying to... <laughs> get work in the 1980s especially the early 1980s if they saw christmas evil you were employed at that moment hey there have you ever watched a movie or tv show you're certain no one else enjoys is there a movie franchise that despite some lackluster elements you must consume it in its entirety Are you tired of folks taking silly media just a little too seriously with their negative reviews? Then you've found the right podcast. 
Welcome to Bill and Rob's An Excellent Adventure, available wherever you get your podcasts. That's Bill and Rob's An Excellent Adventure, part of the Bridgeburner Podcast Collective. We know you got a lot of podcasts to choose from. At the Christmas party that he goes to, like the Toy Factory Christmas party, they're talking about how they give money to this. It's not an orphanage, but I believe it's like for kids with special needs. Uh, they get toys, but. They don't get every toy because the business can't afford to do that sort of thing uh, and stay afloat. And one of the guys is explaining that to Harry. And then Harry flips out and robs the factory of all the toys to bring to this place. I'm confused at who... like. So the toy factory is supposed to be evil because they can't just give away everything they make? See, this is kind of what I was talking about earlier where... You don't really know, like, the things that set this guy off are very strange. Like, he didn't even know that they were going to give any presents to this, like, yeah. this place at all. And now he's, like, really upset that they can't, he thinks the company's evil because they might not give presents to every kid. Yeah, Harry's insane. I understand that if you charge for the toys, there's not going to be a toy factory next year. Yeah. And I just need to go back a little bit. Like, I'm still confused at, like, why it took him so long to don a Santa Claus outfit when he has volumes and volumes of naughty and nice lists on his bookshelf. I was wondering, too, like, how long has this been going on? Okay, uh, let's just go to one more funny scene, I thought, and maybe you guys, I don't know. When he tries to actually climb down the chimney of that house. Oh, when he tries to wedge his fat ass down that chimney, but he can't do it, and he just has to give up. Yeah. And I was, I was certain that he was going to like somehow get his stomach over down into the chimney, but then he was just like, you know what, I give up. And there's just a whole, how long does it go on for? It's a long scene. It would have been just as much for him to drive up in his van and go, well, I'm not fitting in there, and then just breaking into the window. Uh, you keep on mentioning the van. It's, like, so easy to forget, but this this crazy guy that's obsessed with kids is driving around in this, like, really creepy van. Uh, There's entire- a sleigh painted on the side of it. Yeah. yeah, but it's like it's like a painting done by a psycho. You know, it's not like yeah. it doesn't look good. You know, um, and you're just like you're processing this. But I don't know like how you guys felt. But when I was watching the movie, I was like, okay, this is a little weird, but I'm going with it. And it just kind of spoon feeds you this weird shit. So like halfway through the movie, you're just like, okay, I'm cool with this. But if you would have jumped in right at the middle, you'd be like, this is fucking batshit insane. It almost it almost seems like a lot more real that way, because, like, it's like, this isn't the way a movie would present this character, usually. This is, like, what, this is, like, something that would happen in real life. Like, if somebody was that insane, it would, it would be, like, little weird things like that that would set them off. But it seems like it, it does some necessarily makes sense in the movie world 
it's this is just it's just so bizarre to talk about because it's just a, a really weird and bizarre film. Yeah. But I was going to say at Pumpkin Pumpkin Spice Podcast, if we ever come up with an award, you know, like a special award that we'll give uh, people in the film industry that maybe have been neglected, mm-hmm. we should really give an award to the producers of this film for again looking at the script, saying okay, we'll make this movie, and they. They did it. They fucking made this movie and it's brilliant. It's great. Well, I'll tell yeah. you, you know, we've got a couple more for the holiday season. So I would say at our year end review episode, we give some awards out and we can email these people and, and see if they accept the rewards as well. I would love to talk to the producers of Christmas Evil and just shake their hands and be like, you know what? Uh, congratulations. You know, no one else would have produced this, and it turned out pretty damn good. Yeah, I think that awesome. that is a great idea. I'd love if anyone has any contacts to anyone in Hollyweird, uh, send them our way. Yeah, if anybody knows Lewis Jackson, um, get a hold of us. We'll have a sit down, and um, I'm prepared to make an offer. For any of the uh, soldier toys, if they are still available. (laughs) Covered with blood. There's a lot of errors in this movie, but there's one thing that really jumped out at me, and and I just need to get it off my chest, guys. Harry slept in that creepy Santa van after killing all of those people at the church in the parking lot of the toy factory. So, B, there's someone on the loose in a Santa costume killing people that the police know about. And then there's a giant van outside of a toy company with a Santa sleigh painted on it. And and no one decided to say anything. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this movie takes place in New York City. And you would think that, like, hours within the first murder, they'd be, like, kicking in that van, that van door, you know, and getting them out of there. Um, I did. Did Christmas Evil and Black Christmas take place in the same town? Because the cops are pretty inept, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, Shit. both cases. <laughs> it does. Uh, it's weird. Like, uh, aside from like, a few shots of like skyscrapers, you know, of the you know skyline of New York, it feels way more like it's in a small town. Yeah, it like, does have a like small town vibe. New York or something. There's the scene of him digging the dirt yeah. to put in the bag. And the, you can see, like, uh, the Empire State Building in the background and the, and the Twin Towers at the time. Um, so you're like, okay, so this is going to be a movie about New York City, you know? Because I'm always kind of interested in where movies take place. Sure. But then it goes into, like, this small-town kind of vibe. Yeah, where in New York would, the, <laughs> would this place be? I read, um, I guess, that in 1981 was the most violent year in New York City history. And this movie came out in 1980. So what do you think sparked that off, guys? Obviously, Christmas Evil. And Rob, you're in New York City right now. You're probably still feeling the effects. It's like throwing a boulder into a pond, my friend. Sometimes (laughs) those ripples never end. Wow. Poetic. (laughs) Beautiful. So any uh, final thoughts, guys? Go watch Christmas Evil with your family and just see what happens. <laughs> see uh, at what point everybody just loses their mind. 
I would say it is a really great one to watch on Christmas Eve, and don't tell anyone you're putting it in. I think that's a, a phenomenal yeah. idea, Graham. Yeah, just be like, hey, I got a Christmas movie. Let's watch it. It's got Santa Claus and stuff. And just see how long it takes before they start to catch on. <laughs> it's pretty quick, I think. Make it a the surprise hit of the uh, holiday season. But yeah, um, I would totally recommend this movie. Um, I would say be prepared because it's not – It's it may be a little bit uh, long in parts. But, it, but the movie's only an hour and a half, so it's yeah. not like it's going to – kill your evening it truly is creepy though like i mean the main character like there may not be like a lot of action in this movie but it's made up by just like being scared of this creepy santa guy i just want to see the the scene where he puts on the beard in the mirror and is like tugging on it and laughing yeah. because it won't come off um it's me it, it's yeah. If you watch that, and, and then put on the mirror scene in Taxi Driver, you know you're talking to me. Oh, yeah. You're talking to me. Your head will explode. Those two scenes are just so amazing and put together. Watch out, your head may explode. Hey Max, do you have uh, a holiday movie you think we should watch next? I I don't have one. A horror. Graham? Movie? Yeah, Graham. Do you have one? <laughs> well, I always have some Christmas horror films in mind. Um, I don't want to give it away what we're going to be watching, but let's just say this. In 1984, when this movie was released, we're at my hometown of Wichita, Kansas. I was just like a little kid. I don't remember this. I just remember what my mom was telling me, that they ran ads for this film uh, with Santa coming down the chimney with an axe. And I guess all the parents in Wichita, Kansas, threw such a shit fit that they had all advertisements for the film uh, banned on local networks. And uh, they, eventually, they eventually ran the movie out of town once it was released there. With torches? With torches, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Much like in the film we just spoke about. Also, they, they got those torches ready fast. Yeah. <laughs> those guys they were, were just there for a mob. Because, you know, the holiday season can be so stressful. And, you know, with family and friends, make a little time for yourself to watch a Christmas horror film and just relax and have fun. That's all I can say. If you're looking to watch it, too, it's free on YouTube. I felt I felt like the quality on the YouTube stream uh, perfectly reflects this movie. It was streamed off of a TV uh, showing. Oh, nice. Okay, guys, this has been a really good one. So thanks again, Graham, Max, and uh, we're going to come back next week. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure that you rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. 